Welcome into the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hoop Ball and the Hoop Ball Podcast Network, our first post-game edition of the regular season. And excuse my lack of cheerfulness in my voice. There were a lot of outcomes that could have come out of this game tonight. Either you win or you lose, uh, but every once in a while, you get your ass kicked. And that's exactly what happened uh, to the Sacramento Kings tonight. A 29-point loss to the Phoenix Suns, 124-95. to That is is how the 2019-20 season gets underway. Uh, again, welcome in. Appreciate you being here on the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hoopball and the Hoopball Podcast Network. Uh, it is episode number one of an 82-game season. Make sure you become a subscriber. Never miss a single episode. Uh, hit the download button. Hit the subscribe button. Be a part of what we're going to be doing here all season. And uh, hopefully, uh, we bring you significantly better content than the Sacramento Kings brought you tonight uh we'll cover all of the uh little details all of the big storylines although i guess the story of the game is pretty simple it was turnovers this was this was a disaster in every sense of the word absolutely nothing went right uh for the sacramento kings and i guess the uh the direct tv users uh, they missed the first seven to eight minutes of the game maybe that was an omen Maybe that was an omen like, hey, maybe you don't want to tune into this one because after we got past halftime, there was a point where the game shifted. Everything changed for the Sacramento Kings, and it was in the third quarter, and it was when De'Aaron Fox went out for that fourth foul, with that fourth foul. The tempo of the game completely changed after that. Uh, The game got significantly slower on, on the part of the Sacramento Kings. The Phoenix Suns' defensive intensity picked up, and the Sacramento Kings uh, didn't know how to handle it. Uh, so let's walk through this a little bit. The first quarter, if you want a positive, you're only going to get one. And it was Buddy Heald. Uh, Buddy Heald was the only positive. He had 11 points in the first quarter. He had 11 points in the 10 minutes that he played. Uh, the entire second unit was in with about two minutes and five seconds left. Uh, Trevor Ariza and Corey Joseph, they combined to go four of five uh, with nine points to keep the Kings ahead. Uh, 29 to 25 at the end of one. It wasn't a strong defensive start. It wasn't awful, but it wasn't strong. It felt like Ricky Rubio had a significantly bigger impact uh, in the first quarter than the box score uh, would lead you to believe. This was a game that Ricky Rubio, you know, he was a, a handful of a handful of, of rebounds away from a triple-double, but this was a game where it felt like he completely controlled everything the Phoenix Suns did. And this looked like a Phoenix Suns different uh, this looked like a different Phoenix Suns team, which is something that you know, I, I think very highly of Monty Williams, and I did wonder coming into the season, would 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 this be a group that that changed and grew? And I thought, yeah, sure. I I don't think they're going to be great. I, I don't even know that they're going to be good. I think they're going to be improved. Uh, but I still believed heading into this game that the Sacramento Kings were not only better, but they were significantly better. Uh, and as well as the Kings were playing in the first quarter, and I... I guess they were playing well on the offensive end. You know, they were able to put up, I think it was 29 points, 29 or 30 points there, uh, 29 points uh, in the first quarter. They were able to put up 30 in the second. That looked like, okay, this is the Kings' pace. This is what they do. They're going to be able to get up and down the floor. Despite the fact they're playing poor defensively, they're not able to stop anything. Ricky Rubio was penetrating all over the place and finding guys. You know, he had 11 assists on the game to go with his, uh, I think, 11 points, 10 or 11 points. But... Kings had a, had, had a lot of trouble with, with Phoenix's bigs. Um, I mentioned the score at the end of one was 29 to 25. 
18 of the Phoenix Suns' 25 points came from their bigs, both their starters and their bench guys. Uh, The Kings had just four assists on 12 made shots, and that's not the pace that they had in the preseason, but that would be a trend that continued uh, throughout this game. As the second quarter got started, the Suns tied it really quickly. The game went back and forth. Uh, There was a short stretch. This caught my attention. I have no idea why. Uh, there, there was a stretch where, where Corey Joseph and De'Aaron Fox were on the court together. Uh, and Belly had a good run with the starters as well. Nemanja Bialica, uh, once once the, the, the rotation got back to Marvin Bagley and got back to Buddy Heald and Harrison Barnes, it was a stretch where we saw Nemanja Bialica out there running with those guys for a good chunk of the second quarter. Um, and then there was a two-minute stretch where we saw things tighten up defensively on both sides. And it was like, okay. All right, we, we we might get a little something here. The Kings took an 11-point lead with about four and a half minutes left. We never saw all five starters on the floor at the same time uh, in the second quarter as well. That was another thing uh, that, that caught my attention. And after that 11-point lead uh, at the four-and-a-half-minute mark, the Kings were never able to pull away. Uh, it felt like Buddy Heald was hitting three after three after three, but they were never able to pull away. Uh, it was 59-54 to 54 at half. Uh, just a five-point lead at halftime. Buddy Heald had 22 of those 59 points, 22 points uh, on on five of eight shooting from three. Kings had nine assists in the first half. Okay, they had nine assists in the first half, and they had eight turnovers. And initially, I thought, oh, that's bad. Like, that's a, that's a terrible ratio. And then apparently, the Kings went into the locker room and came out and said, you think that's bad? <laughs> Watch this. Not only did they... Uh, matched that total in the third quarter alone. They surpassed that total in the third quarter alone. And they were just throwing the ball. The second half was an absolute mess. First half was not great basketball from the Sacramento Kings at all. It was just fine. It, it, it was just a game that they were playing. That they established a lead against a bad team, and that was it. They were losing every, I mean, nothing about the game was going well. Like, if this was a game that had ended, if the game had ended at halftime and they had won, there's, like, Luke Walton's not taking too many positive things away from this game. Other than the fact that Buddy Heald's hot shooting continued to start, he's not taking any positives away from that first half. And then the second half came, and it just all went completely downhill. I mentioned the Kings had scored 29 in the first, uh, 30 in the second. Well, they scored 17 in the third and 19 in the fourth. Two quarters in the teens. I had mentioned the turnover ratio of uh, nine assists to eight turnovers. Uh, That finished at 17 assists to 26 turnovers. Five of those belong to Darren. Five of those belong to Buddy. Four of those belong to Harrison Barnes. Corey Joseph played 21 minutes. He had three turnovers. Hell, even uh, Caleb Swanigan and Waylon Gabriel got in the act. They got in the game. They started throwing the ball all over the place. It was an absolute mess. I don't know how to sugarcoat this. I don't know how to make it seem like, oh, it was okay. It's no, no big deal. And maybe in the end, it's not a big deal. But there's no way to sugarcoat this game like it was gross it was gross it was bad it looked absolutely awful uh I don't imagine I don't know what you can take away from a positive sense of this game I have no idea other than well but he started the game 
hot. I, I mentioned, right, 22 points in the in the first half, uh, 11 points in the first 10 minutes. Hey, that's good stuff. Yeah, except he finished with 28. So everything that he had going in the first half, he couldn't continue into the second. And the Kings, it felt like there was no movement either. It it was like they were stuck. Uh, what's, the, what's the magic number for three-pointers? 20, uh, 35. They, they shot 29. Uh, Steve Kerr uses the number uh, 30 assist. And this isn't a Luke Walton number. This was, this was a number I just heard Steve Kerr use. Yo, Golden State, when we get to 30 assists, man, we're, we're unstoppable. We're unbeatable. And you look back at the times that the Sacramento Kings had 30 assists, they're unstoppable and they're unbeatable. Sacramento Kings had 17 assists tonight. 34 baskets, 17 assists. Got to the foul line 26 times. Unfortunately, they only hit 17 of those. It's There was a point where the Phoenix Suns were like 2 of 15 or 16 from 3. And you're like, oh, this, this, this is just one of those games. The Kings, the Kings are playing a team that they're better than. And I don't know what Monty Williams said to those guys at halftime, but he said something and they responded. And they responded in a major way. And I know that it's impossible to talk about this game and not talk about De'Aaron Fox picking up his fourth foul early in the third. Because basically, I think it was with nine minutes left, nine minutes and some change, De'Aaron picked up that foul and he was done. He was done for the entire third quarter. And it was that third quarter that things changed. Now, there was never a ton of momentum behind the Sacramento Kings. Like, as we mentioned a moment ago, they, they weren't able to break away. Uh, they weren't able to open things up. They just... They stayed steady, like four points, six points, four points, six points. That was the lead. And that changed in the third quarter. Specifically, it changed when De'Aaron went out. We talked about the tempo that the Phoenix Suns played, both offensively and defensively. When De'Aaron Fox exited that game again, he didn't play the entire quarter. Uh, The Suns tied the game at 62 Shortly after De'Aaron left, uh, they were able to take a four-point lead with about seven minutes left. Uh, they were dominant in the paint. Uh, the only positive, and, and, and this was a moment that I thought was a positive, is that uh, Bogey hit his, his, his first basket. He hit his first basket of the season with about three minutes and 25 seconds left. And it was like, okay, st- they were still within striking distance at that point. It was, okay, Bogey going to get this bench going a little bit, and we'll see what the Kings are able to do here in the fourth quarter. Nah, it just kept going bad. Buddy Heald, he finished the quarter with only three points. Um, We talked about the defensive intensity. Sack Romano was not able to match it at all. Uh, And so the Kings wound up heading into the uh, fourth quarter, trailing by 10. They were down 86 to 76 to start that third quarter, and it only got worse. Uh, The execution got worse. Uh, The turnovers got worse. Uh, you had a moment where uh, it, it it felt like really with about, I don't know, maybe four and a half, five minutes left, it felt like the game was just out of reach. Like the Kings, they couldn't string together multiple good possessions. Uh, it didn't even feel like when the Kings scored that they were good possessions. Dude, there was a ton of iso ball. Like everything that you, everything that you hate about basketball, like think about all of the things that you hate about basketball you probably saw in this game. We saw a coach's challenge. I hate coaches' challenges already. We're one game into the season, and I already hate him. Well, we saw that. Uh, we saw a ton of iso ball. Bogey come down the floor. He dominates the ball. 
We saw De'Aaron come down with the ball in the fourth quarter. He dominates the ball. It was bad, man. It was bad. Let's hear what Luke Walton had to say post game. Well, uh, it, it they they became contagious. It, it's funny in the game of basketball how momentum will change things. Um, making the extra pass, making the right pass, will become contagious. You start turning the ball over. It's you know it's the negative uh, ne- negative type of energy out there that that we've been kind of struggling with a little bit in this in this preseason so far. So. We talked about that after the game. Uh, we got to clean up the turnovers. They're not going to win when we turn it over that many times and give up that many points. It's going to be hard to win games. And um, points in our paint. They, they killed, they were, they were living in our paint tonight. So we got a lot to get better on. At. We knew that whether we won or lost this game, we knew we had a lot to get better at. Um, so we, uh, we move on. We watch the tape. We get back to work and uh, see what we can't do tomorrow. I know it's too early at this point in the season to have a genuine feel on your team and, and rotations and who does well together, and especially when you throw in situations like De'Aaron picking up that fourth foul. Um, uh, is, is, is that kind of where you're at at this point, is those situations? It's kind of a learn-as-you-go thing? Yeah, a little bit. We got, we got some, somewhat of a feel for it in the preseason and in practices. Um, but, yeah, De'Aaron, De'Aaron getting that fourth foul hurt a little bit on the rotations, but that's basketball. We know, we know what it is. We have to go out there and be ready to play no matter what happens. And, uh, you know, we had some nice moments tonight, but that second half was just, that's not who we are as a group. And it got away from us in the second half. Um, and well, we'll get better. You know, that's supposed to be a key, and you mentioned the De'Aaron uh, fourth foul. Was, did that feel like a, a changing point in the game in terms of the way things ha- happened after that? Yeah, it, de- it definitely started going downhill. Uh, you know, Darren, I thought, started to do a nice job of es- establishing himself and being able to uh, draw fouls and get in the paint and kick it out. Um, and when he, he, uh, he picked up that fourth foul and we took him to the bench, um, for whatever reason, we, we stopped executing offensively, and we started turning the ball over. And, uh, you know, I said this the Phoenix team is much better. Uh, they got Rubio out there probing around and getting guys going. Aiden's a year older, uh, rolling, uh, you know, dominating down there in the paint. So they, uh, they made us pay. And uh, something that we'll learn from, we'll get better from. We have to focus on one player, but Corey Joseph, uh, he missed a lot of camp. Do you think there's a little bit of unfamiliarity there in the third and fourth quarter? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's you know, we would have liked to have him more. But I, I thought Corey, and again, I'll, I'll check the table, I thought Corey was pretty good tonight. Um, but uh, we got... We got a good amount of new guys and a new group playing and a new offensive system and a new defensive system. And, uh, you know, when things are going well, it's, it's, it looks good. Uh, and when you get on the road and things start to get tough, that's normally when, uh, you know, you, things break down. And that unfortunately happened to us today, which means uh, it's a great learning experience for us. Uh, we have to recognize that and get much better at uh, road mentality, uh, the mental toughness that comes along with that. Um, but, you know, that's, that's the NBA. We, we'll, we'll, we'll get better and get back to work tomorrow. Thanks to uh, Marshall Harris, Katie Hunter, and James Ham there for those questions in the post game with the Sacramento Kings head coach, Luke Walton. You heard him talk about the Phoenix Suns. Uh, you heard him talk about how pesky Rick, Ricky Rubio was. He was a thorn in their side. You don't know it, and, and this is the dangers of missing a game and looking at the box score and saying, oh, Ricky Rubio, uh, 11, 11 assists. Six rebounds. It felt like in the 30 minutes that he was out there, he was involved in every single play 
uh, that went right for the Phoenix Suns. He also talked about he being Luke Walton. He also talked about uh, the maturity of DeAndre Ayton, how he looks, you know, he's a year older now, and he looks a year better. Remember, Kelly Oubre was traded to the Phoenix Suns, you know, last year during the season, and we see him now finding his groove. He found his groove a little bit, and this, you know, they're, they're, their guy, their elite scorer, is supposed to be Devin Booker. And, and Devin Booker certainly had a fine game, to, but more than a fine game. He had 22 points, 10 assists. But it didn't feel like it didn't feel like Devin Booker was doing anything. Like it's quite it was quiet. Like his 22 and 10, those 10 assists, it, it was quiet. I felt like Ricky Rubio was the one who was making noise for the Phoenix Suns, and he was the guy who was frustrating the Sacramento Kings defensively. And again, really strong performances from DeAndre Ayton. Really strong performances. Uh, from Kelly Oubre as well. Really strong performance from the uh, Phoenix Suns bench as they outscored the Kings bench. Is it, the Kings bench, that's the one that's supposed to be, like they're supposed to have an edge there uh, with Bogdan Bogdanovich and Trevor Ariza and, 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 and Rashawn Holmes now establishing himself. Where's preseason Rashawn Holmes? I want to see that guy. I think he had a goose egg in the box score today. Now, now Rashawn Holmes is one of those guys who's, who's going to do a lot of, you know, other like his 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 MO is and he's going to go out there and score a bunch of points. Like he's going to be the guy who rebounds. He grabbed five rebounds for the Sacramento Kings. One point, you know, he made, made one of his three free throws, but we saw a different Rashawn Holmes during, during the preseason. Like I, I, I want that guy. Give me that guy back. Like the, the, those are the guys that are supposed to be leading this bench. Like they're supposed to be better than some of the other benches in the Western conference, particularly the, the Phoenix suns. And that wasn't the case tonight. Uh, Kings bench was outscored 45 to 30. Uh, they were also outscored on fast break points, twenty-seven to eleven. So again, it 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 doesn't matter what what aspect of the game you want to try to dissect. Uh, none of them went in favor of the Sacramento Kings. Uh, we'll wait to find out. I don't think Buddy's ankle injury is 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 serious. You you, you saw him. Uh, I think he. I, I I don't know if DeAndre Ayton stepped on his foot or he stepped on DeAndre Ayton's foot, but you saw it turn. You saw it turn that there on the court. He was a little bit slow to get up. He he did put some weight on it. He seemed to walk off the floor okay after the game was over. Uh, we saw De'Aaron. He got I, I don't know if he 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 bumped knees or uh, if if he got hit in the thigh or something by DeAndre Ayton as well. But we saw him hobble off a little bit late uh, in the fourth quarter as well. And you know it, I, I don't think either one of those injuries are a big deal. But it is worth pointing out that the Sacramento Kings open up uh, the home portion of the regular season. On Friday, so it's not like they get a whole bunch of time to to rest and rehab. As a matter of fact, Sacramento Kings got a whole bunch of games coming up. Not only do they play Friday, uh, but they play Saturday as well, and then they play again on Monday, and then they play again on Wednesday, and then they play again on Friday. They're playing every other day, so if they're getting banged up here in night number one, they're not going to have a lot of time to heal. Uh, and again, none of the injuries, neither one of those injuries, looked particularly serious. Uh, easy for me to say because it's not my ankle. And it's not my thigh or my knee or whatever it was that was bothering De'Aaron Fox there uh, in, the, in, the, in the final few minutes of that game. But it's game one. Uh, Luke Walton, you know, just taking the, taking the mindset, mindset of whether we win or lose, we, we, we were going to get better today. I have to imagine they can only get better. Uh, this wasn't like, you know, I know all of you remember the Kings game last year where they blew the 17-point lead. Uh, a lot of the same qualities in that game in terms of the amount of turnovers, carelessness, uh, Phoenix ramping up the intensity while Sacramento was unable to match. A lot of the same characteristics were there, but this was not that. 
This was not that game that you felt like the Sacramento Kings had it in hand and they blew it and you walked away from it going, well, that's, that's, that's an aberration. Like, that's not real. Like, the, it sucks and it sucks that the Kings had that, but that's, that's, they're better than Phoenix. This is a game where you walked away going from, man, they, they really beat the crap out of the Kings in the second half. Like, are we better than Phoenix? This is, this is the type of game that, like, leaves you scratching your head a little bit. And, of course, all things can be righted. Uh, coming up on Friday at the Golden One Center when they take on uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Unfortunately, you know, Portland's coming out of a matchup with Denver tonight, a, a, a hard-fought matchup with Denver tonight, uh, in which they lost. So Portland's coming in now, um, losing to a, to, to, to a team that's going to be battling for the playoffs, the, a team that's probably going to be battling for a, a top seed in the Western Conference. They're coming off with a loss to them in a game that they, you know, they fought hard through, really through the, Really, through I'd say forty-five because I had it on the split screen. They were they were fighting for forty-five of the forty-eight minutes, and uh, Denver really never pulled away. They hit a basket at a key time to put them up by four. They kind of played the foul game from there. So Portland's coming in thinking, "Hey, man, we've got to get our first W of the season." So you got two winless teams going at it at the Golden One Center, and the atmosphere is set up to be very, very festive. You know, you got Wale performing at halftime. You got the big uh, outdoor concert and outdoor festivities with David Garibaldi afterwards. Man, that's fantastic, but nothing could put a damper on all that stuff quicker uh, than an 0-2 start to the regular season by the Sacramento Kings. So I'm going to run with Luke Walton, with what Luke Walton said there. He said they're going to go back. They're going to watch the tape. That's going to be a really rough film session to watch. Uh, Hopefully everything is okay with Buddy's uh, ankle. Hopefully everything is okay with uh, uh, with with the Aaron as well. Should point out a few things before we get out of here. Marvin Bagley finished with fourteen and ten. We saw Harrison Barnes uh, finish with twelve and six. Uh, De'Aaron Fox uh, eight points, uh, five turnovers, and five assists. Uh, so lots of room of imp- for improvement uh, by the Sacramento Kings here. Uh, and we'll be back with another episode coming up on Friday. Uh, following the Sacramento Kings and the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, game one is in the books. The Sacramento Kings are 0-1 after a 29-point loss to the Phoenix Suns, 124-95. to Appreciate you so much for tuning in here to the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by HoopBall and the HoopBall Podcast Network. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, uh, rate the show, review the show, Leave some comments. You want to text the show, you certainly can. 916-888-5898. Again, that is 916-888-5898. And we will see you back here Friday night.